You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 3rd, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Happy with you here on a Thursday. Like I said, this will be the last episode of the week, a bonus episode for you since I planned uh, not to have one today initially, but I am having one now. As I mentioned earlier in the week, uh, I am uh, having a small surgical procedure uh, uh, today, actually. I'm recording this on a Wednesday on Wednesday night, so I am having a small surgical procedure uh, Thursday, so I will be out of pocket probably for the next few days. I'm hoping to be back in the chair here for an episode on Tuesday. We'll be T-minus one week to the NBA Draft Lottery at that point, but I can't promise you that, so I don't know when the next episode of Locked on Magic will be. It will probably be at some point next week is my prediction, uh, but I'll definitely be back before the NBA Draft Lottery and hopefully if news breaks as well as the Orlando Magic's coaching search continues to take steps forward. I do want to take this moment, though, uh, since I'm going to be going off the air for a little while, uh, for for a few days at least, for for a mini vacation, uh, to be sure to check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Locked On Fantasy Basketball has been doing a draft review over the last couple of days. They hit Jonathan Isaac and the Orlando Magic um, la- uh, yesterday. Uh, so definitely give them a listen to. Josh Lloyd does a great job prepping you for the fantasy day ahead, getting you ready for your fantasy season. So I definitely suggest you tune into him and tune into that as well. You can also check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. There's a Locked On NBA podcast every day recapping what happened in the playoffs the night before. And there's a Locked On podcast for every single team in the NBA. Just like we do here on Locked On Magic, they're covering their team every day, five days a week, at least Monday through Friday, with the nitty-gritty as our team gets ready for the next round of the playoffs, the next game of the playoffs, or the draft that's coming up, or their coaching search. If you want to learn more about Igor Koskasov, I'm glad I don't have to pronounce that name anymore. Uh, If you want to learn more about him and the hire with the Phoenix Suns, check out Locked On Suns. They do a great job covering the Phoenix Suns. If you want to get ready for tomorrow's games, or today's games, actually, check out Locked On Celtics. Check out Locked On Sixers. Check out Locked On Cavaliers. Check out Locked On Raptors. I know all four of those shows are fantastic. So definitely check them out and the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find them all on iTunes. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Today, though, I, I want to, since this, this episode's going to have to hold for a few days, I do want to talk about a bigger picture item, a, a few bigger picture items, perhaps things that we've repeated over the course of the season. But now that now they come into clearer focus, as the, as the coaching search really seems to be hitting a higher gear, as we now know that the Magic are interviewing candidates and some of the candidates that they're interviewing, and it's been confirmed uh, through several outlets now, we now know that the process has moved to this phase where the Magic are honing in on their candidates and honing in on what they want. And, you know, I post these rumors, I, I aggregate them, and certainly I talk about them here on the show, talked about them a little bit yesterday as well, and reaction from fans can be pretty mixed, I have to say. There is just no sense, I think, from, from the general public on what is a good coach, to be perfectly honest. I am not equipped to tell you who's a good coach and who's a bad coach because we don't really know what the responsibilities of an assistant coach are or how much credit to give them. On the same token... We don't know if success at one place translates to another. The Magic over the last six years have proven that you can have a coach 
who is young and up and coming and he can fail or he cannot be what you thought he was. You can bring in a coach who's had success everywhere he's gone or, or been successful elsewhere and it just doesn't translate to your roster. All these things matter. All these things uh, are part of the equation you have to you have to consider as you decide who your next head coach is. But it's also irrelevant at the end. And so some of the debates that I've seen among Magic fans uh, when I put out these names is, I don't want another assistant coach. I don't want an up-and-comer. I want someone proven. Or, you know, I, I want this guy specifically because he did really well at this this place. Uh, Jason Kidd's been a guy that I've had a lot of conversations about, which some people would say, I mean, I've had some people argue that he overachieved with his talent. I would argue he vastly underachieved. I get a lot of Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson's the only guy that I will flat out say, no, he is not the right fit. And I can tell you exactly why. Because this coaching hire is absolutely vital to this team's fortune and success. This is a culture-setting hire. This is the hire that sets the table for everything that is going to come for this franchise probably for the next five years. Let's be honest. Jacques Vaughn was the original sin. I describe the Jacques Vaughn hire as the original sin. It's nothing against Jacques Vaughn personally. But the magic were looking at that point for a young coach. Someone who could relate to players, babysit their egos a little bit at the beginning when they lost a lot of games, but then ultimately grow into someone that can hold them accountable and make them better. Jacques Vaughn failed at that in every single way. Jacques Vaughn failed to create the culture and the standard that are so important to a growing, developing young team like the Magic were at the time. And sure, the Magic were perhaps a little too eager to get good. Perhaps they pushed the pace on their rebuild just a little bit too much or a little too quickly. That's absolutely correct and absolutely true. But by the same token, Vaughn did not establish the culture and the identity that the team needed to make that growth and make that leap in a timely manner. I've repeated this over and over again as fans try to make the comparison between the Orlando Magic's rebuild and the Philadelphia 76ers rebuild. Draft picks matter. And high draft picks matter, and Philadelphia got them in the lottery. You can say they tanked for them. That's not the argument today. What I think matters more is the faith and the culture that Brett Brown built. And I hope fans who are watching Brett Brown during these playoffs, both from a schematic X's and O's standpoint and the way his team plays, to the belief that his players have in their system to the way he carries himself and the way he talks about his team in press conferences and off the court. All these things add up to a coach who established a clear and defined culture. A coach who built his team to play a certain way. And to perform at a certain level. I will continue to argue this with Magic fans who believe that the tanking is what made the Sixers good. The tanking 
might be what makes the Sixers elite, might be what makes them transcendently good. But I'm convinced you could give Brett Brown the roster the Magic had from the beginning, and the Magic would be just fine. The Magic would be a playoff team today. We know the talent the Magic had. We see it on other teams right now. Brett Brown and that coaching staff established the base. They bought, they bought into what management wanted to do. But then they went to their team and said, don't worry about what management wants to do. You do your job. Your job here is to play hard, to commit to our defensive principles. And they stole games from teams. They were not an easy team to play. They just were not talented enough. That was on management to tank, not on the coaching staff. And so now that it was time to win, now that the expectation level was to win, they had built up those winning habits. Even in losses, they built up those winning habits. And sure, they still falter, and they still need to learn how to win in many, many ways. But now there's belief that they're going in the right track, that their coach has put them in a position to succeed. And that's really all you can ask for. And that's all you need from a head coach at this level. The Magic are starting over here. Let's make that perfectly clear too. When I hear some people say, oh, the Magic should go after this coach or that coach, especially coaches that have been through the ringer before, like a David Fisdale who did interview with the Magic, or like a Jason Kidd, or like a Mark Jackson, or Mike Budenholzer. When I hear fans say the Magic should go after these coaches, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Those are fine coaches. Fisdale, I think, is a culture setter. I think Budenholzer would be a culture setter. But those coaches know this process. And they'll want to win perhaps a little sooner than the Magic are willing to push to win. The biggest complaint that Magic fans had about Frank Vogel, about Scott Skiles, and even to some extent Jacques Vaughn, was that they weren't willing to sit through some of the mistakes. That they played veteran players over younger players who needed experience. Needed correction too, which maybe they weren't getting under Vaughn especially, but needed that experience. There was, since the Scott Skiles hire really, a disconnect between what management wanted, what Rob Hennigan wanted and envisioned, if, if he had a clear vision, There's a disconnect between that and what the coaching staff was telling their players and what they were trying to build. That disconnect needs to be gone this time around. The question that, that Josh Robbins asked uh, on, on uh, of the Orlando Sentinel asked, during exit interviews to Jeff Weltman, who has the final say? And Jeff Weltman said, if I did not have autonomy, I would not have taken this job. Jeff Weltman now has to find a voice in that locker room who will buy into the general vision he has for this organization and for this franchise. And that is the only way forward. The first step in this re-rebuild, whatever you want to call it, the first step of the Jeff Weltman era is to get a coach that will echo, that will amplify the vision, 
and the direction management goes. You can't have a coach working against management. You can't have management undermining a coach. You can't have ownership undermining either of those things. And that's ultimately where the Magic stand today. The Magic have to take this step forward. They have to find a coach who will work arm in arm, message to message, in lockstep with the direction that management wants to go. And those are the stakes at play with this coaching hire. When you look at the candidates that we know about, David Vanterpool, David Fisdale, Ime Yudoka, um, Jerry Stackhouse, those are the guys that are, that are seemingly confirmed to have interviews. When you look at those candidates, you do see a common thread. Or at least enough of it. They're all guys that come from strong basketball cultures. And they're all guys that the Magic, at least, believe can build a culture. That many people believe can build a strong development culture. Will make players on the team better. And thus make the whole better. As I noted earlier, we in the public don't know all the work. We don't know all the work that goes into making a player better during the season. We, we, we can't differentiate who does X, who does Y, who does Z. That's not really our job. or That's not necessarily really our job, but that's just not something that's publicly available. I had this conversation with a fan uh, earlier that, you know, I can sit here and tell you, yeah, David Vanderpool did a really good job with the Blazers. From everything you hear about, he is a key to Damian Lillard's development. But we don't really know. And an astute fan would say, well, we were upset about Terry Stotts possibly being connected to the job. Why would we want an assistant of his? By that same token, everyone was falling over all the San Antonio Spurs assistants, but that's where Jacques Vaughn came from. Finding that right coach is not easy. It's something that has to happen. It's something that the Magic have to do. But finding that right coach is not easy. It is a combination of so many things. A combination of experience, yes. A combination of X's and O's acumen, yes. A combination of player development. It's a balancing act of all these different things. And really, what this interview process is about for, for Jeff Weltman is trying to figure out one of are trying to figure out who fits this ultimate vision best. Trying to figure out how this guy operates and whether that matches with the philosophy and the culture you want to build. For the most part, we don't know how it will actually work in practice. It's all theory. It's all theory. And you don't know. You can't guarantee success here. That's the, that's the most difficult part. Is the Magic need to get this right. And there is, like the draft, no guarantee they will. So for now, 
the magic just have to collect their information. They have to trust, I'm going to say it, trust the process, trust their process. And when they make a decision, commit to it. The magic's problem, of course, for the last several years has been the, the revolving door of coaches they've had. Now they have to commit to a coaching decision. And they have to get it right. It has to be someone that will make this team better in the long run. No pressure, Jeff Weltman. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. And like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. Follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. I'll hopefully still be able to provide you some updates. Um, you know, you can check, out, check up on me there as well. Um, so Philip RR underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll continue our player evaluations. I have Maurice Spates player evaluation on deck. We did DJ Augustin earlier this week as well. Uh, player evaluations will end Monday on the website, or they're scheduled to end Monday on the website, assuming I can get to a computer. Uh, but um, but we'll have uh, I'll have plenty to talk about as we get closer and closer to the NBA draft lottery. Once the player evaluations are done, we'll close the book on the 2018 season and look ahead to the 2018 NBA draft. I've already got my NBA draft lottery show planned a little bit. Uh, got some guests lined up. Should be a fun time on Google Hangout. I'll have more details about that next week as well. That's going to do it for me today, though. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I will see you all again next week for more episodes of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.